and welcome back to Dr. Me First. It's your colleague in medicine, coach in life, queen of burnout, Ian Sass, Dr. Freaking Aaron Wiseman. And it's summertime. So you know what that means. Time to get your butt outside, which is what I'm doing. So you'll notice these episodes are going to be a little different for the summer showcase. I did it last year, and I'm so glad to be spotlighting other podcasters who are doing amazing things here on Dr. Me First. So yeah, it's not my voice, but I think some pretty important voices that I want you to listen into. So while you're getting your toes in the sand and your little bikini on, because everybody is a bikini body, plug in, Dr. Me First, listen to these summer showcase highlights, and I hope that you enjoy it and you're taking a rest for yourself too. With that, my friend, get into this episode and remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Why am I worried when my kids aren't overweight? Welcome to Family in Focus with Dr. Wendy Schofer. I am the pediatrician and certified health and life coach who specializes in helping you parent without all the food and body drama. Let's get busy creating the life you want to share with your whole family. Welcome back to the closet. All right. So last week you joined me on the deck at the mountain cabin. It was glorious with the birds chirping in the background. I got to tell you, it feels just as glorious to be back at home surrounded by my favorite jeans. <laughs> and in this cozy little cave of mine, hey, we've all got our things and mine is just hanging out here. So welcome. Come join me. It's cozy here. You know, this week, I really wanted to talk a lot more about worries about weight. Why are parents worried about weight? I've found in my own experience, as well as that of my patients in the office, my my clients in my coaching practice, parents are worried about their kids' weight, and it isn't dependent upon meeting a threshold of weighing kind of like, quote unquote, so much, um, be diagnosed with overweight or with obesity. No matter where the kids fall, as far as the numbers, we as parents are still worried. So let's understand that a little bit more. Think about it. How are you worried about your kid's weight? In what ways? Is it seeing the fit of their clothing changing? Is it seeing their bellies growing? Is it seeing the numbers on the scale increasing? Is there a fear that you have about what that means for them going out into the world, going to school, being bullied? Is it a fear of saying the wrong thing to them? Like that question, how do I help them? What is your concern? The most common thing that I hear is that it's bad to be overweight. So I've got to protect my child. I have to make sure that they don't get overweight. Well, the news is out. Overweight and obesity have been increasing remarkably when we study the prevalence across the entire population. We are focusing on weight and we have a problem. It's not actually our kids' weight. It's the focus. It's the fear 
of our kids' weight. Let that sink in for a moment and see how it applies to your family. Because, you know, as I look at the clients that I work with, as I look at my own journey, there are definitely families who have had children with diagnoses of overweight and obesity, but there are so many more who aren't crossing this invisible diagnostic line, and yet they are still worried. Worried about the numbers, the percentiles, the growth charts, the trends, about how the body is changing, what are the right types of food or the wrong ways to do it. Now there's also those worries about triggering some type of a disordered eating by saying anything about it. Oh my gosh, we are so worried that we don't even know what to do. So why are we worried? I'll go first. My sister and I grew up in a house where there were no specific restrictions on any food that we remember whatsoever. I remember drinking Tang and powdered iced tea. Oh man, I love that stuff. Um, Eating mac and cheese and plenty of Pennsylvania Dutch sweet bologna and bag bologna and all the cheeses. And what I don't remember is a whole lot of veggies. They were there. They were definitely there. But my memory only goes to (laughs) the Brussels sprouts, which I learned were vile when they were boiled. So I didn't eat them. As kids, we participated in sports because our friends did. I sure wasn't good at any of them. In fact, I think I was cut from just as many teams and tryouts as I was actually selected. I became the manager on the boys' basketball team because Lord knows I did not know how to actually play basketball. And I just wanted to be around my boyfriend and my two girlfriends who were also the manager on the team. So we just tallied points and we retrieved balls and had the time of our lives. Fast forward to college, I gained quite a bit of weight. And, you know, that's what happened when I found out about all you can eat bagels. (laughs) It was pretty, pretty fun. Um, And it makes sense what happened. So when I joined the Navy, I remember that I lost quite a bit of weight um, my first summer during the indoctrination program. And I thought that I was creating a new path for myself. I would eat better, I'd work out regularly, and the Navy lifestyle and uniforms and the mandatory fitness tests pretty much lock that in. And then fast forward again, when I had kids, there was no particular focus on food or movement. We just did what we did. I followed the general pediatric guidelines because that's what I do as a pediatrician. I'm like, okay, this is my outline for how I should be feeding and moving my family. Then when the kids started to grow, they were, of course, much more vocal about what they wanted to eat or how they didn't want to move. I started to pay more attention to the growth curves during their well visits. And I started seeing them changing, you know, crossing the different lines and looking at that trend uh, from a distance, didn't want to say anything, but I was worried about their weight. Not because they were crossing some kind of a threshold to actually get a diagnosis of overweight or obesity, but let's look back. It's because I thought that I had succeeded. I thought that I had found a healthy path. I had learned all the right things and I was practicing them. I knew what was healthy. (laughs) Yeah, right. 
Okay, so I was worried about what their weight would mean for their health in the long run if they became overweight. I was worried that if they're crossing these thresholds to a diagnosis, then that would mean that I was doing a crappy job as a mom and as a pediatrician of all things. I was worried that the work that I had done all of these years of learning about how to feed myself, how to feed my family, how to move all of us, I was worried that all of that work that I had done was for nothing. As I had been instilling what I thought were healthy behaviors, saying no to treats, living in moderation, whatever that meant, well, maybe it actually didn't mean anything at all. The worry about weight has very little to do with the actual scale has very little to do with the actual numbers on the scale. It's about what it means for us as parents. What we think it will mean for the kids, like we have some kind of like a crystal ball for where everything is going into the future. What we have been told is that extra weight means something from a health perspective. That it means that we will have additional health consequences. Well, by the way, that's actually not a given that a certain weight means a certain health outcome. It's about what kind of job we think that we've done as parents and we don't want to fail our kids. So we're afraid. When we're afraid, we're like on it, like white on rice. We start controlling portions, the types of food, um, more exercise, less sweets. We basically create diets at home because, well, diets are fear-based. They restrict, they force things. Um, all of it is short-fused because our brains and our bodies get exhausted of the restrictions and the willpower and being told no to something that we want. I mean, it's kind of funny, like, where else do you say, I love you so much that I'm not going to let you have any of this? Okay, that's like an intervention. (laughs) But that's what a diet is. Okay, that's baloney. And it's all because we are choosing to focus on the weight. Because that's what we've been trained to do. That's what we hear in society. That's how we talk. And it's backfiring tremendously. We are focusing on the weight, um, on the food, on the ways to control and restrict and, you know, manage our weight, whatever that actually means. And our kids push back. Our willpower runs out. We throw in the towel. So think about this. What we focus upon, we actually create more of. When we focus on seeing weight as a problem, And then through cycles of restriction and seeing food as the enemy, we actually create bigger problems for ourselves. Here's the thing. It's not that there's something wrong with us. It's not that we've actually been doing it all wrong. It actually makes sense, this approach that we've had and why we are worried about weight. We're worried about all of the health effects and consequences that we've been told that we will have in the future. But the thing is that we are overlooking what we have right here today. And that's relationships. Worry takes us to the future. All these concerns about what's going to happen out there. You cannot see me talking with my hands right now. I'm so talking with my hands. Out there (laughs) is the worry. But right here, 
right here, right now. That's where we have relationships. And when I think about relationships, I think about the way that we get to build relationships with our food. Okay. How are we looking at food? Are we looking at something that is nourishing us and not something to fear or something that's an enemy? We get to build relationships with our bodies. That means actually taking care of our bodies and not trying to punish them for the way that they look or the size that they are or, you know, making them go out and, and do all of this exercise to make up for what we've eaten or what size we are. And 100% building relationships with our kids. We don't want diets. We don't want restriction or to have to manage our weight for the rest of our lives. We don't want worries about the future. We want what's right here, right now. And that's relationships, building them, repairing them, strengthening them, where do you start? What do you do now? Like all this practice of worrying about weight, focusing on weight. Start with a breath. Mama, Papa, it, it's okay. Of course you're worried about your kid's weight. You've been taught that weight is bad, that weight is increasing. You're watching for it. You're witnessing it. Oh my goodness, you're seeing it right in front of you. Of course. You're questioning yourself, but ask these questions of yourself right now. What will it mean for the kids if they're living in a larger body? What does it mean for you if they're living in a larger body? Explore that. Don't run away from it. When we ask, what will it mean? And truly answer the question. That's where we have the opportunity to understand why we fear it so much. We're kind of like, no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there because there might be health problems. There might be diabetes. There might be, you know, shortened lives, all of these fears that we have. And we think that if we worry about it, we'll fix it. But the real fix is in addressing the worry. Bring us back to what it is that we have today. Once we understand, okay, this is what I'm really fearing, but what do I have right now? And that's where it brings us back to right now. And what we can do is start looking at those active steps that we can take towards a future that we want with our kids walking together. So not worrying about it, but going one step at a time from today, not spinning and worrying about what might be but about what it is that we're creating all along the way. Just remember, it, worry, it just takes up bandwidth. There's this uh, this saying that worry pretends to be necessary. It kind of like occupies this, this space within our brains and it keeps us from deepening the connections that we have with each other because we're in this other cycle where we just keep on spinning it. But the other thing is that worry keeps us from connecting with what we really, truly want. So you're not alone in your worries about your kid's weight. And yeah, there are ways to understand it and to address it. And that is what we do at Family in Focus. 
We meet parents where they are. We understand why we're going through and having these worries, these fears, as well as the challenges, and then work together to create a plan. Because honestly, that's what we need right now. We, we don't need worry. We need a plan to be calm, to be confident, to, to be the parent that our kids need right now to navigate all of this weight baloney. I don't think I've ever said baloney so much in a podcast in my life. <laughs> all right. So with three balonies in one podcast, how about that? So we've got this. Oh my gosh. Join me at wendyshofermd.com and Really, you can find out about how we can dive in and work one-on-one and really start applying this to your family. So much love to you. To hear more about Family in Focus and the programs that I offer, go to wendyshofermd.com. That's S-C-H-O-F-E-R. And you can sign up to get free weekly content, tips, and also be the first to know about all of my upcoming group and individual coaching programs. I'll see you there. Remember, while Wendy Schofer is a physician and talks about health and wellness for the whole family, she is not your physician. This podcast is not providing medical advice and does not replace the relationship that you have with your personal physician. I bet y'all have heard it takes a village to raise a child. But you know what else? After raising that child and once that kid has grown up, it takes a community to care for them. Communities are what keeps us sane. They help us heal our trauma. They dance with us when we're winning. Without my online communities, I would have never made it through burnout. And I certainly would have gotten through the shitstorm of this pandemic either. If you too need community, I want to invite you over to my badass Slack group. That's right, I'm not going to be on Facebook, but I do love me some Slack. It's a place where you'll find that you're not the only one. You're not alone. You'll get total validation on what's going on with you. There's a pool of resources. Community is active and rating to welcome you in. We are all helpers who have needs. And sometimes we need to have a community that can surround us, protect us, give us a hug, and lift us up. And that's what the badass Slack community is. So come join me today. Link is in the show notes.
got something to ignore. 